Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to The Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. Listen, I can chat with basically anybody and it's both a gift and a curse but as a comic getting an opportunity to chat with another comic it just hits different and that's exactly what i'm doing today tiffany haddish joined me to talk about the second season of her apple tv plus series the after party but let's be real as comics we definitely did not stay on topic i mean somehow we got to chatting about our shared love of sharon stone what we're like on jury duty, and what our Postmates orders are like. I mean, we covered so many different things, but we did occasionally get back on topic, which means I was able to quite literally beg her for a sequel to Girls Trip, and I asked her about her appearance in the new Haunted Mansion movie based on the Disneyland ride, which I am so excited for. Speaking of, next week I'll be chatting with Jamie Lee Curtis about Haunted Mansion as well, That chat is literally just as great as the one I'm about to have with Tiffany. So y'all are about to have two weeks of amazing episodes and you are welcome. Anyway, let's just get right to it. Go on and grab a snack because I will be right back with Tiffany Haddish. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So you and I have a connection in a way that neither of us knew. Well, I knew, but you didn't know. So you were working, you were filming your bat mitzvah special film the same time I was filming my bar mitzvah film documentary. And the whole time I was doing it, I was like, everyone's going to watch Tiffany's. No one's going to watch mine. It was called Latter-day Jew. And it was the whole, I was like raised Mormon and then converted to Judaism later and whatever. Uh-huh. Really, I was... So concerned, and um, so but a lot of people watched mine too. So we're fine. We're fine. Yes, we're fine. You got an Emmy nomination for yours, and four people watched mine, and we're we're fine. And I got a Grammy for it, <laughs> and it was a comedy special. That's true. So you, I, I, mean, I didn't, I didn't do a full documentary. I didn't show the whole world my your journey, my journey, because it was mine. <laughs> but I love that we have that. I love that we have that together. 
We're right here, baby. We're right there. We're right there. I love it. Well, it is so nice to finally um, share that piece of information with you because I've been holding it in for years. And also, I'm so excited about the After Party Season 2. That's so exciting that it's coming back. What can we expect from the second season? Well, you can expect a lot of laughs. Um, You can expect some drama, some heart. One of the episodes is kind of like Bridgerton, which I really enjoyed a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, when uh, like Downton Abbey meets Bridgerton. That's what it is. Oh. Downton Abbey and Bridgerton. Like Maggie Smith being sexy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got that that uh, what's that uh, that that what did they call it? Noir. The oh yeah, film noir, the mystery film noir kind of situation. And then the episode my character does, I just love it. It's it's like a nineties, you know. Oh. Wow. Uh, Basic instinct meets full comedy meets, I don't know, Cagney well, Lacey. I don't know. It's really good. It's freaking great. Basic instinct was kind of a comedy, if you think about it. I mean, really think about it. I mean, if you knew Sharon Stone like I know Sharon Stone. <laughs> I've DM'd with her a few. I love her so much. Did you know she paints? Yes. Oh, of course I know she paints. I mean, I I follow Miss Stone's career. Ever since her nomination for Casino, I have been in Camp Stone. Oh, I love it. I love it. Because I'm a Stone, too. You know what I'm saying? We are. We, yeah. I'm the president. You can be the vice president because you won the Grammy for the Bart Mitzvah thing. I want to be a secretary. Let me be the secretary. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Wait, so, like, the series is, so your episode is 90s thing. Are you, like... Like, what about your specific episode? Because I know each episode of the season sort of tackles a different character. What about your episode sort of excited you about the 90s? What is it about the 90s that, like, really hits? Well, because it's like, you know, sexy. It's the lighting, you know, the the lights with the, like, the, with the blinds and the, yes. uh, and the sexy man. And, yeah. <laughs> It hits. It hits in a special way. It, 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 it hit different. It hit different. <laughs> well, and when you're working on a show like this with so many funny people, I mean, it's, you know, I've done, I've been stand up for years. I've been around, and I actually don't like being around funny people because I'm just like, you're annoying me. Please, I want to be funny. And sometimes I don't even want to be around comedians. I want to be alone and then get on stage and then be around comedians. Like, I want it after I do my set. You know what I mean? I don't need it before. It depends on who the comics are, but I do, I do understand what you are saying. Yeah, yeah. So like being on a set like this with so many differently talented, funny people in different genres of comedy, what is that like? It's like the best convention ever. First of all, everybody is super nice. Mm-hmm. There was not, maybe it's me, because if I don't know who it is, it's probably me, <laughs> but there was nobody that was like, oh, I work with them, like they're such a dick, or like, they're rude or not helpful or, you know, like everyone was helpful, kind. Nobody, surprisingly, no one got on my nerves. Wow. Which surprises me. But also, I mean, every time I was around, it was like good times. Mm-hmm. We were laughing. I'm, I'm always trying to make the set move faster. So I'm thinking maybe I'm the one that might have been a little the annoying one. <laughs> I always just assume I'm the annoying one. I just yeah, I, I do too. I do too. It's yeah. like when no one's getting on my nerves, I must be getting on everyone else's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming in there. All right, pictures up. Let's get this party started. Where are we done? 
Where are we at? Play this. Do we know where we're supposed to be? Uh, <laughs> do you want to direct us? Tell us where we're going. Do you ever find, and because this happens to me a lot, and I don't know if this is a comedian, comedian thing or just someone who just thinks they're always annoying, that you try to fill gaps of silence? Do you ever, do you feel like you're like that too? No. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. No, no, I used to be. When I was younger, I used to be. But after my bat mitzvah, I realized that I'm a grown woman and there's power in silence. There's power in being quiet. There's power when you're on stage and you're telling a joke and you take a, like a pause, Mm -hmm. those pregnant pauses and everybody's like, what, what, what? And you just look around the room and they're like, what are we looking at? Yeah. Yeah. Power in the quiet. Yeah. And I would be quiet. Like when they're doing setups, when they're setting up the set for the next thing or whatever, Mm -hmm. I would be like in my chair, my reclining chair, got one of those, uh, you know how they have the holly the, the yeah. chairs? Yeah. I brought my own chair. Wow. Which I'm very upset with production because somebody stole it. I brought my own chair that has like a cup holder, a little table to it. Is this like a barbecue like chair? Like a backyard bar? Like a like one of those? Yeah, like, like one of them where you go to the beach. Like yeah. a beach house chair, camping chair, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Back, your legs are kicked up and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I go sit in that and I read or I play solitary or I knit or mm-hmm. I, I do some kind of activity with my hands. Yeah. Most of the time it's something with my hands because... I believe if you use your hands, both of them at the same time, you're you're working that brain. Yeah, yeah, true, very true. Well, the second season takes place at a wedding, but like drama that happens within the wedding. And I was just talking with a friend about how much I hate weddings and how I think a murder at a wedding is probably something that I would that would get pinned on me because I'm the one that hates weddings so much. Why do you hate weddings? But they're just it's just I don't want to see you sucking face in a church. You know what I mean? I don't want to see. I don't need to invite me to the party. I don't need to be a part of the sucking face with the priest moment. Like, I don't, like, there's too many dramatic stories with that. I don't need any of that. Like, what happened to you? <laughs> Where were you? Why? I just don't, you don't like seeing people kiss? I mean, I don't mind seeing people kiss. I just you're not gonna like my episode if you don't like seeing people kiss. I'm, uh, I love a kissy. I love a kissy. I just don't like the formal kissy, the forced kissy. It's like forced merriment in a way. It's just like I don't uh, take me to the party and like let me get a little drunk and then I'll show you how happy I am. You know what I mean? Right. That's, that's my kind of wedding approach. So like, what do you, what do you think about weddings? I love a good wedding personally. Mm-hmm. The ceremony is cute. I hate when the ceremony is too long. Yes. When it's a ceremony that's more than 15 minutes. Now, look, you're not really finna make no real, this ain't no real commitment for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because the biggest commitments you make in life usually happen within minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They happen super fast. Yeah. That's kind of why I like a Jewish wedding. I feel like Jews get to the point real quick. Real quick. You know? You are, you're going to marry him, you're going to marry him, yeah, 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 just yeah. like the glass, okay. Let's get on a chair and throw you across the room. Celebrate. Let's see if you <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. So how can you imagine, like, I mean, a murder at a wedding is such a great vehicle for a story and, like, such a great kind of, like, clue-esque sort of element to a season. What What do you think about the wedding aspect of this season and how does it make the second season just like even better than the first. Well, what I love about the wedding aspect is there's so many potential, mm. potential suspects. Also, the fashion, the yeah. fashion. Yes. The fashion for regular people, for the average human being. 
Okay. Not us. Not us. Yeah. We're above average. Yeah. Yeah. But for the average human being, a wedding is an opportunity for you to get dressed up Mm -hmm. and to be able to be a little glamorous. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we don't get like the the average person doesn't get to do that often. Yeah. Most people that like to get dressed up, they enjoy weddings because it's like it's a chance for me to wear that dress I've always wanted to wear, put that makeup on that I always want to put on, do a little something extra with my hair. So, and you see that in the in the series, you see people take a little something extra with their looks, yeah, different genres, which is so. Oh, I love. And and the whole how the whole cast is kind of trying to solve this too. Is super dope, and the and the backstory and the history of how these people came together to get married, yeah, is off the chain as well. Oh, and you're the perfect, I think, character because you kind of come in because oh yeah, right, all these people have relationships, but you kind of come in as like a you get to be literally the ultimate reactor, the the comedian, yeah. just the comedian, but you get to be the reactor as the detective. Well, I'm the audience. Yeah, yes, I am the audience at home. But I'm not at home, but I'm the audience, like, listening to them. And, like, so you did what? And I'm always like, okay, so you're a full weirdo. All right, so you did, so you said, all right, so you drink what? Oh, okay, you, okay, so you've been in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> you were forester. Yeah. This might be the one. This might be the one. You need to play the ultimate Angela Lansbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You a white woman that just want to shoot arrows and you are not into uh, Hunger Games at all? You don't even like Jennifer. What's her name? <laughs> you don't even like her? Jennifer Lawrence. Thank you. Thank you. You don't like Jennifer Lawrence? Okay, okay. But you like shooting arrows. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you a crime, like, are you a crime junkie person? Like, do you get off on that kind of stuff? Baby. Ooh. I'll be watching. I like a good mystery. I love a good mystery. Like, there's this, uh, podcast called Mr. Ballin, Mr. Ballin podcast, and it's like okay. creepy stories and mysterious yeah. stories and murders and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm into that. I like the greatest, uh, what's that other podcast that's, um, it's like super huge. Like, my, my, my favorite murder. My favorite murder. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, I know who did it. Yeah. I don't know who did it. There's this other one called Black Girl Gone. Oh, yeah, yes. Oh. Yeah. I'll be super into that. Like, wait, the family did what in the who? Okay, no, this is not the boyfriend. It's this person. But sometimes it just be the boyfriend. Yeah, I have a great uh, I have a great Audible show that you should listen to. It's one of mine. It's a true crime one. You'll yeah. love it. You'll love it. It's all about a mysterious murder in D.C. with a gay thruple situation. It's very interesting. Oh, I love those. Yeah. Let me tell you, you know, when I started getting into this kind of stuff, Okay, so I, my ex-husband was a, a former police officer, mm-hmm. right? So he would tell me a lot of stories, and he was always watching the ID channel and, mm. like, snapped and stuff. And like, they, this is the only way you could get him to watch the Women's Network is to watch <laughs> There's murder. Like, yeah. There was murder. If there's murder, he's watching. Yeah. And then I ended up having to go to court or whatever. I talked about it in the book. I ended up having to go to court. But I ended up kind of staying the whole day. Oh, I didn't need to stay there the whole day. I to stay because the stories, like, if you, I'm like, oh, if I ever get down and out and feel like my life is garbage, yeah. I'm just going to the courthouse and sitting in one of them, the domestic situation. Yes. Yes. I think the stories is juicy. 
Uh, we're the type of people that if you if we get on jury duty, it's like, yes, I will be there. I'll be there. 10 a.m., let's go. <laughs> what is this case about? Yeah. <laughs> What's it about? I want to bias at all. It might even be about me, and I'm still I still want in. I want to be on the jury. Yes. Like yeah. if it is, if it's a case about like some kind of like somebody getting killed and who did it, mm-hmm. or it's like who stole this thing, or no, you beat me up. No, I did not. Beat you. Here's the camera footage. You don't even. I'm not even there. And it's like, oh man, they got this. Who is that? Yeah. Oh, that I was drunk. Ah, uh, that that's my other lover. You got another lover. <laughs> oh, it is so good. You got another lover. You called the police on me. My favorite new tr- tr- uh, like trope in true crime is when the person goes, "They were having an affair of the heart," like just by text message. <laughs> like that is the new line they always use, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I have to ask you though about non-crime things. About two other things that are happening in your world outside of after party that I'm so excited for. First off. Haunted Mansion. My boyfriend yeah. and I, we are season pass holders to Disneyland. Haunted is what we do. How excited are you for Haunted Mansion? I am extremely excited for Haunted Mansion. First of all, I used to love getting on that ride. It's the coolest ride in the park. It really is. Like, it's the coolest, not just because of the heat outside and you get that nice air-conditioned yes. ride, <laughs> but also because of just the amount of like effort that it took to put that ride together and do, when it started, like the holograms of this or that, like everything that they have in there that was like before it's time, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And then the history of it and where it takes place and how they came up with these stories and all that, like it's so good. And there's a story in every nook and cranny yeah. of that, that experience, if you will. Yeah. Um, the so film is so it, good. It looks so good. It is so good. Ah, so good. I've seen it already twice. Oh, twice! I had to give notes. <laughs> and the second time I saw it, I only had one note. And we'll see if they took my Oh, note. I hope so. I was like, am I going to know the note? Am I going to know the note? I hope they took the note. Oh, that's so good. I'm so excited. You know, if you hear this in there, they took my note. <laughs> they took the note. <laughs> If you hear that, they took the notes. <laughs> okay, I'll look out for that. I'll look out for that. Don't hear that they didn't take the notes. Well, I just have two more questions for you. So, girl, I firmly have believed. I've said this for years. There are two, no, three Oscar nominations that in the past, what, ten years that I feel like people were robbed of. One of them is Tony Collette for Hereditary. The other yeah. one is uh, Lupita Nyong'o for Us, and the third one is You for Girls Trip. I felt you were on par with, like, if Melissa McCarthy can get a nomination for Bridesmaids, why can't you get a nomination for Girls Trip? It is literally identical in terms of the the brilliance that you did in that film. It was just, and it, and it's a, it was a star-making role. It was just perfect on every level, and I'm still angry that you didn't get nominated. I'll say that. I'm going to tell it to your face. Well, but, thank you for saying that. I thank really you. believe it. I really believe it. But Girls Trip 2, I need it. I need it. Okay? I need it. I want it to happen. I have written scripts and things to make happen. They are working on the script. Uh, now, where could it possibly be? I want it to be in Africa. Tracy <laughs> Oliver, the original writer, she wants it to be in Africa. Oh, that would be We incredible. don't know what it's going to be, but they're working on it. 
that it would be incredible in Africa. It would be hell of incredible in Africa. Especially to show those places in Africa that are like so gorgeous. It is cheaper to shoot there. Yeah. To be honest, it's just way cheaper to shoot there. Yeah. There are so many places that are so beautiful that nobody knows about. Yeah. They're constantly just showing you the bad side of things. And I think we need to start really taking advantage of this opportunity of all these eyes looking this way. I yeah. want to show the beauty. And some of the other girls, we talk about it all the time. Although Queen Latifah really wants to go to Brazil. She thinks we should do oh, it in wow. Brazil, which I ain't against that. That could be, could you be know, if you get caught up in the favela and all of this. That could be very interesting. Think. Oh, but a girl's trip too to like South. I've only been to South Africa, but it blew me away when I went. And like, it's that would just be, and the trouble you could get into, the trouble I got into there. I mean, what kind of trouble did you get into? Well, I'll tell you when there's not a recording button. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, my last question for you is I think it's so rare in Hollywood for a comedian. Because you had been working for years as a stand-up, and you were such an inspiration to me for the years I have been doing stand-up, and sort of how, if you just continue to do the work, you never know. Everything's luck. Everything is just sort of like you never know what's going to fall into place. But you, it's not luck. It's not luck. What is? What, what do you think about that? It's purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's purpose. It really is. It, and and the way what you represent and what. The success you had, not just from stand-up, but from Girls Trip and so many other things you've done, is just so impactful to so many different people. Do, do people come to you and tell, because your story doesn't happen all that often in Hollywood. And when it does happen, it's like it needs to be celebrated. And I, I'm so happy that you're being celebrated. How do people come to you and sort of respond to you in terms of the success you've had and the years you've been working at it? You should see in the grocery store. Like, I still go to the grocery store. People be like, why are you in the grocery store? Why are you in the grocery store? I'm like, because I eat. I'm a human. I like to cook food. Yeah. And they're like, I love you. You don't know what you've done. And I'm like, oh, God, what did I do? What did I do? And they, like, start crying. Yeah. I remember one day I ordered Postmates. And this is kind of where I'm like, I don't, I, whenever I order Postmates now, I try to make sure it's not in my house. <laughs> This lady came and she was like, I saw the picture and I was like, is that really Tiffany Haddish or someone just trying to be Tiffany Haddish? Wow. And when I came to the door and I pushed the bell, you opened it. Mind you, I'm standing right here. I just did this. What she's <laughs> And it's really you. I can't believe this is really you. And she was bawling. Oh. Crying so hard and I barely could understand her. And I was holding on to the bat. I always answer the door with a little bat that I could beat somebody up if I always watching out for the killer. <laughs> so somebody tries to bow, bow, bow. I got the bat behind behind me. I'm holding the door. I'm like, okay. I might not need the bat. <laughs> and I threw the bat to the side and I gave this woman a hug and she was crying so hard, snot coming out her nose, everything. Oh. She finally said, just calm down, just calm down. Do you have my fish fry? <laughs> <laughs> my fries are getting cold. 
I want my fried fish and my collard greens and my potato salad. Do you have it? She said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. I have it. She gave it to me and she just, she calmed down and she was like, look, I was diagnosed with, with stage three cancer. I thought I was going to die. This move, she was like, I started watching all your videos. She said, every single sketch you ever did. I watched every single one and it made me laugh. She said, some of them were horrible, but I laughed because I knew that you were trying to survive. Yeah. Because I could see how it could be funny, but it sucked. I was like, yeah, I don't have control over everything. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Things suck. Like, yeah. they're not going to be great. Yeah. She said, but I laughed because you never gave up. And then my son takes me to the movies and I have to go get, she said she had to go get, um, chemotherapy mm. earlier that day and she didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. But her son's like, no, I'm taking you to the movies. It's Tiffany Haddish is in it. And she goes, oh yeah, I love Tiffany, but I don't want to see the movie. I'm tired. And he's like, no, I'm taking you. And she yeah. said, I think I laughed so hard that everything came out. She said, I think you got rid of my cancer. Oh. I went to see it every week for like six weeks. And then she said she went back to the doctor. The doctor was like, she's in remission, recession. Yeah. Remission? Yeah. Remission, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, anytime I start to feel sick or I get upset, I watch something you've done. Mm. Healed me. And I'm like, you're welcome, but That's please okay. don't come back to my house. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was wondering where do you where do you send Postmates now? Do you just go down to the local Seven Eleven down the street? Oh man, I bought a house down the street, <laughs> and I had a Postmates go to the house down the street, and I had my tenant bring the Postmates over to me. That's funny, and I want to be your tenant. That's really funny. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Tiffany, they call it, Tiffany, did you order some some chicken and some? Yep, yep, yep. Sushi and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. Yeah, I'm having a little party down here. What are you inviting me to party? No, no, no. It's just me and this guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot of time. I want him to think I can cook. Okay, just bring the food. <laughs> Pulling a true Real Housewives moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, sometimes I have to because you know, like I have the interviews, got this, got that, and then like. You know, I got a date. I told him I would cook. I don't have enough time to cook. Yeah. I'll make a salad and I order these other things. Bam, bam, bam. Bam. Oh, Tiffany, it has been such a pleasure to speak with you. I've been looking forward to it for so long. And also just as a stand up, as someone who's, I just, I love what you've done. I love where you've gone. I love where you're going. And it's just, you just give a lot of hope to a lot of people. And I don't know. I love what you're doing. Thank you. And I love what you're doing. So funny, right? I love chatting with comics. I'll do more of that, I promise. And like I said at the beginning, next week I'll be chatting with Jamie Lee Curtis and that chat, oh, you're going to love it. It goes in also a lot of different directions. <laughs> but let me know what you thought of today's episode. Follow me on Allen Scott on everything. And yes, I'm even on Threads now because, well, I'm one of a hundred other million people who join Threads. And thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. I hope you're able to leave a little rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And, you know, subscribe to my newsletter for the culture. It's great. It comes out twice a week. It's lots of fun. You can do that at Newsweek.com. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day. After 
being a staple in American media for over 90 years. Newsweek now brings you an exceptional lineup of podcasts. The debate. They'll recognize how these policies aren't working. They'll feel the pain and they'll change their behavior. The Josh Hammer Show. Restore the principles and the political paradigms of the American founding. The Crystal Knight Show. Just because officers are black doesn't mean that the policing system still isn't inherently racist. Fast women. Chevy's actually doing really well and Honda's really not. Wow. (laughs) She's like the opposite of most people's perception of them. It is. The parting shot. Every year when the new nominations are announced, I get this excited, nostalgic feeling and it brings out that little kid in me who just loved movies. The Royal Report. Harry and Meghan's head of comms has announced they now move forward to their kind of future outside the royal family. Newsweek Podcasts. New episodes drop weekly. Download or listen now at Newsweek.com or wherever you get your podcasts.